Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favorite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome to um, another podcast on Transfer Deadline Day. This isn't Jim White, it's Neil Cameron here with Lee Ryder, Andy Fowler and making his debut, Mark Douglas. We'll uh, mark you out a 10 at the end of it, Mark. Um, And we're here to talk about all the transfers Newcastle United have done today. Lee, you, you can go first. How many players have Newcastle United bought today? At the moment, um, at, at the moment, obviously no one's come through the door. Not a big surprise, given you know they're not generally big dealers on on the final day. They have done business now and again, but you know the the big talking points today have been younger and beer going to Roma, and obviously the club trying to get rid of uh, Ben Arfa. So not the the great day of celebration that you know people would have envisaged, but. That, that that's that's transfer deadline day for you. Absolutely, and the thing is, Mark. I mean, it's okay not doing anything in deadline day because it is a bit daft and it's a bit frantic, and all sorts of deals, silly deals go through. However, I think everyone's agreed that Newcastle United actually need to do something. It's not as if they're sitting here on deadline day and they're okay. They need another striker and they need a centre half. I would suggest, but particularly as Lee just said, they're young and by going to Roma on loan. Mm, I think definitely a striker, uh, and that's the deal for all the positive work that they've done this summer. That's the one deal that every club uh, is judged on. You know, the goal scorer, um, they, they went for Remy, they went for Lasaga, and they went for Lacazette and didn't manage to get any of them. So, you know, question mark over Lee Charnley's dealings, which we wouldn't have thought we'd be saying two months ago because obviously the others had gone well. But yeah, a, a, a bit of a failing for them, really, not bringing in a striker. But a good will been lost at the moment, Andrew. Now, obviously, things will can change. There's a few hours to go and they could pull something out of the hat and that'd be, that, that would be terrific. But looking at social media, which we do a lot, the supporters are really... Some of them saying, oh, we'll get relegated if, if we don't get somebody in, which I, I don't think is true. But what, what, what's your thoughts and yeah, what the fans are thinking just now? I don't think relegation is, is a, a genuine concern, but what, what is a concern, as we've just said, are the, are the goals. You know, and, and they're wondering where these goals are going to come from. You know, Obviously, they put in three at the weekend, three from unlikely uh, sources at the weekend, but then they also conceded three, and and that, and that's the worry. You know, everyone's been talking. 
And it's been the same things as we had at the start of the transfer window. They need a striker, they need a centre-half, neither of whom have come in, and yet they're shipping people out who are in those positions. Yeah. Um, and all people want is to see a goal scorer. Lee, who is going to get the goals if a striker <laughs> isn't signed? Well, you know, you look at Manu Rivier, he's come in and really he's a kind of... Uh, He's a young player who should really be learning off, off mm. someone else yeah. around him. Maybe that person will be Papi Sissi, who can teach him a, a trick or two. He's looked quite lonely up front in his own, hasn't he? I don't think he's done yeah. anything too badly. He just, as you're right, really, so he needs somebody beside him. Yeah, well, I do worry when a player doesn't actually have a shot, who is a, is a striker. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's pretty much what happened against Crystal Palace. But, but you know, let's not be too harsh on the kid. No. Um, he's got to have a bit of service, and he's not getting that, and... It's a recurring theme, you know. CC's service wasn't great in the last couple of years, you know. He was getting played out of position and there was no... The one guy who could actually do the business in terms of service is Ben Arthur and he keeps getting overlooked as well and there's problems with him. So, you know, I think last season, Crystal Palace, um, CC scored the win in the last minute, Ben Arthur set it up. John Carver was in charge on the sidelines on that day and he, he basically stuck with that. He was patient with that and uh, obviously it, it resulted in a goal. But you need to have that link up playing. At the minute, I don't don't see that from you guys. I see a decent team, but a team of individuals. Yeah, decent, I think, is probably the word. Uh, to go back down the team a bit, Mark, the centre-half situation is the thing that's really surprised me because they haven't looked to strengthen at all. And they have been weakened with Yang and Bayer mm. going. We all know about the strikers. We've spoken about it. We've written about it enough. Does it just perplexes me why they haven't got somebody in a half to say, particularly with the best one in the world, that Colaccini is really struggling just now? Well, I think that's that's the, the key thing. A lot of people have kind of misread this situation because I think Colaccini's the problem because he's the biggest earner. Newcastle aren't going to sell to buy, uh, aren't going to sell him because he, he, no. he doesn't want to go. Um, they also, he's too influential in the dressing room. But Yangambi was brought in to be Colaccini's replacement. So Yangambi was leaving because Colaccini has stayed. And that has completely changed everything. Williamson's come through. Um, we've seen Taylor's probably gone backwards. And Newcastle just look a little bit at sixes and sevens at the moment in their defensive options. And that's a worry for me. I assume that Lascelles is probably the one that they're thinking next season is going to come on and kick on, but obviously he's on a season-long loan with nothing in Fox. And that leaves can, us. Can I just? I'm glad you way. mentioned him because I found it odd that they bring this guy in and loan him out right away. In theory, that makes a bit of sense, Lee. If I can come to you just for a second, that makes a bit of sense. But because they need a centre half, why not get him in there right away? I, remember, I thought that at the time. It, mm. it seems even stranger as we sit here just now, a couple of hours to the deadline with three centre-halves at the club, or three senior centre-halves at the club? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the, um, the situation with the centre-halves is that this LaSalle's guy, he's, he's not a kid, he's not 16, 17, he's 20, 21, isn't yeah. he? So Played a lot of football you, yeah. for Forrest as well. Yeah, and you've got to get these guys in, you've got to bed them in, and uh, in some ways you could look at that, going back to Forrest, yeah, it's an education, but it's, it could also be like, you know, a year that he could be getting... 15 to 20 games in the Premier League and I think that you know it was good enough for the likes of Stephen Taylor coming through you know he got his experience early on hasn't built on it hasn't developed may I say but Lascelles yeah I, w- I would have him in there especially when you, you're pushing younger and beer out the door to go along and you know say you're not good enough for Newcastle United but <laughs> you're good hey, enough for Roman the Champions League the Champions League son Andrew, would you have kept him, Yang Mbia? Yes, yes, I, I, th- I think I would. Um, looking, as we always do, stats don't tell you everything. 
and I think he's a case where actually the stats don't do him justice. I, I would have kept him. You don't bring in what was it, the captain of Montpellier when, yeah. when he was Tater there. Tater one in captain of Montpellier. Yeah. To, to come in and, like you say, sit on the sidelines, like right, you say, goes to Roma and they'll be mixing it with the big boys mm. uh, in the Champions League. I'm going to get around you all now, Mark. I'll start with yourself. If, as we're standing just now, and nothing else happens tonight, how do you think Newcastle United are going to do this season? 11th. So, 11th, OK. It, yeah. You know, dull, that which is, which, is, which is the problem, isn't it? You know, 11th, 12th, they're not going to get relegated, you know... They're not going to do anything else, which is which is uh, disappointing, really. After it's some it's a waste, isn't it? After yeah. yeah, Andy, what do you think? I, I think mid-table, uh, crack, crack top ten, but they're going no further unless they score goals. Mr. Ryder, well, uh, <laughs> a big I would, sigh. I would say a safe bet would be, you know, mid-table, but you know, go look at last season's form table towards the end. They're mm. right at the bottom. Uh, They've won one and eleven, I think we're talking about before. That's right. Um, just to finish in mid table is going to take a big, big improvement, and uh, I think it depends on what happens with the manager. Um, how long do you give him to to turn this round? I mean, you can't hide, hide, put your head in the sand forever and say it was the fans, it was social media, it was the local press. Go through all the excuses. At some point, someone's got to take responsibility for results. And Newcastle need to start winning Premier League games, and they're not doing that at the moment. No, absolutely, I would agree with that. I think there's a lot of pressure on the manager just now. It will be interesting to see what he says in his press conference if no one else gets brought in. He said often enough, I'm happy with what we've got. I don't believe that for a second. If he is happy with what he's got, he's talking nonsense. I I agree with you guys, I think it'll be mid-table. I don't agree with some of the pessimists that say they'll be relegated 20th, all that kind of stuff. But... With a bit of a dodgy defence and not a natural goal scorer, you know, average seasons, Mark, can turn into bad ones pretty quickly if they just go on a bad run and they mm. haven't started brilliantly. No, and Alan Podge's got absolutely zero goodwill from the end of last season. Um, the club itself hasn't really got much goodwill and, and I think probably they built a little bit with some of their transfer business. Um, but now they're asking a lot and they're asking these players to really turn the tide. And as we saw last autumn, it can be done. You know, you, you go on a bit of a run. But I think Lee's absolutely right. You know, how long do you give this manager? You know, he, he's come up with a system that doesn't seem to be working at the moment. Um, we know what he's about. He's been here long enough. We know what he's. We know the kind of football that he plays. We know how he plays. We know that he falls out with some players. He he sticks with other players to the hilt. I mean, we know what we're getting with Alan Pardew. Is that going to be good enough? That's the question. Yeah. And, and, you know, if they go to January and they're in a struggling position, they're going to need to invest again. And I don't think Mike Ashley will stand for that. Yeah, because as it's fourth season as Newcastle United manager, we I think I did something. I think that makes him the sixth or seventh longest serving manager in the club's history, yeah. which really tells you something. Yeah. So, as you're saying about uh, Marcel, you know, he's not a kid. Alan Pardew isn't a rookie manager. Mm-hmm. He's got to get... No matter what happens in the next couple of hours, as we stand here, he's got to start winning some football matches. Yeah, and I think his biggest, one of his biggest problems is, and they try to kind of like cast it aside, but his biggest problem is is the past, because Newcastle have shown as a football club that they can reach the heights, they can challenge for trophies and even the league title. Yeah, it was it was a while back, um, but they can play in Europe and they can play in the Champions League. They should be going for the top six as a club. It's the minimum. The fans deserve, and I just don't think they're getting the full value for money at the minute. They don't want to be told, "Let's just stay in the Premier League and pick the TV money up." If you're not going to, if you're not going to have a crack with it, you know, yeah, they've spent money this summer, but there's also players gone out. 
you know. So and there's money there to be spent, chaps, isn't be. there? You it's know, there's got to be. We all, we all know. People always ask, mm. where does all the money go? And while it's an expensive business running a Premier League club, Andy, Newcastle United are one of the richest clubs in England, and they are, and they don't have a massive debt, although they owe money to Ashley. They are, in a, they are in a position to go and spend the next few hours a half decent centre half and a good striker. Well, that's the thing, and you know they, they have invested, um, but ultimately you've got to move forward to stand still uh, in, in this division, and that is the case. And we're, we're talking here saying, well, we think they might finish mid-table, and that's with bringing in all these yeah. players, you know. And unfortunately, we're still sat here saying, well, yeah, you might have brought them in, great. But you're still short in a couple of areas, and the worry is that, again, if you don't reinvest the Kabai money, the whatever money that we always talk about, that they are going to finish mid-table, and that's no better than what they finished last season. Just before we wrap up, Wazma, I'll just say there's a lot of ifs with Newcastle just now. If CC can come back and score goals, if Riviere can start scoring goals, if Dijon plays as we know we can play, if Cabela, if Colaccini gets back to it, if, if, if... As we all know, we've been watching football long enough. That's that's a bit of a risk to take of any club at any level. Yeah, and and you look at the next few games, and 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 you really think there are points to be to be got there. We looked oh, at the start and thought there were points to be got there. If if Newcastle don't beat Southampton or don't get something out of Southampton, that Hull game becomes a real test. Hull have got a bit of momentum behind them. I know they they, they weren't particularly great yesterday, um, but it, that becomes a real touchstone game and. Alan Pardew's had a bit of patience at the start of this start of this season. Nobody's really on his back, but you know how long will it take to turn? And that is the worry. That was always the worry with sticking with him last season that it wasn't going to take too much to turn now. And and um, you know there's worries. I don't think it's it's all doom and gloom. You know I think that Newcastle still have a decent squad, but you know they're, they're left a little bit weaker for not getting the two players in that we feel they most possibly could have done with. Yeah, just two players away. We've got a couple of hours to go. You will maybe hear from us again before the end of the night. But if not, thanks for listening in again. And we'll speak to you very soon. Gentlemen, thank you. Cheers. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows... And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.